This is Vermont Edition. I'm Jane Lindholm. We've been looking at the ins and outs of the cases against Bill Stanger and Ariel Kiros related to the EB-5 projects the men were working on in the Northeast Kingdom, and the allegations that Kiros in particular intentionally defrauded investors in a Ponzi-like scheme and enriched himself in the process. And we've been learning a little bit about how these investors might be able to recoup some of their losses and in some cases get their residency visas. You can find those interviews with investigative reporter Hillary Niles and Department of Financial Regulation Commissioner Michael Pichak at vpr.net or by searching for Vermont Edition in the NPR One app. Let's turn now to the future and what's going to happen in the Northeast Kingdom where these developments were planned. In some cases, like the resort investments, there is still a viable business prospect. But in downtown Newport, where Kiros and Stanger plan to build a block of office space, restaurants, and other mixed uses, there's just a big hole in the ground. David White is president of White & Burke, a commercial real estate brokerage development and consulting firm. White & Burke has been hired to evaluate the Renaissance block, as it's called, in downtown Newport that was supposed to be developed with this EB-5 money. David White is with us now. Nice to have you on the program. Thank you very much, Jane. Happy to be here again. So can you just describe how many EB-5 projects were planned or in the works in Newport? Because there was the Renaissance block, but there were also others. Absolutely. You know, one of the the, the pieces of of magic, and I think it was in some ways brilliant that Stenger had in mind, and it was quite a bold vision, was to bring together three different projects simultaneously and through doing that to actually change the economic ecosystem, if you will, in downtown Newport. So there was the ANC Bio Project. There was also the proposal to remove a shopping center that's right on the shores of uh, Lake Renfermagog in downtown Newport and instead put in a uh, hotel and conference center. And then there was what's called the Renaissance Block, which is the property we're charged at looking with Uh, looking at. And the three together were intended to mutually reinforce each other and create an entire new economic dynamic in the community, a bold vision that I think had some real potential. Uh, The challenge we face, of course, is that uh, we're only looking at one of those and the other two really are are no longer uh, prospects. How much was Newport counting on those jobs and, um, you know, all of the sort of surrounding hubbub that the creation of these spaces would have created? Oh, I think Uh, The community was tremendously excited about it, and appropriately so. I mean, it could have been transformative for Newport. And let's face it, uh, the Northeast Kingdom has had challenges for quite a while. And this could have been a tremendous shift in terms of what's going on economically in that area. Uh, So I think it's a huge disappointment for the community, and and they really want to to take a look at, you know, what what potential is there? Are there things we can salvage from this? Is there something more we can do to really uh, help uh, the downtown and thus the region as a whole uh, 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 still come back and, and revitalize? And that's your job, to try to figure out what what maybe could happen with the Renaissance block? That's our task. I mean, we've been asked to take a look at uh, the the question first of whether uh, the existing plan for the Renaissance block is viable um, and or whether there are parts of it that are viable, and if not, what else might happen there. Now, we're not specifically going to expect it to uh, magically bring a development project out of the ground in the next few years necessarily, but rather to analyze what's the what are the issues and opportunities opportunities. And from here, what's an action plan? What steps can be taken to try to uh, get a new development onto that site? And the the um, plan was to have a mixed-use development, right? There was supposed to be office spaces. There were supposed to be restaurant or bars um, and a few other things. Yes. So it was supposed to be really be sort of a, a full block of mixed-use 
spaces. Absolutely. It also included a hotel. And an example of how the, the synergies between the three projects or among the three projects was supposed to occur is that uh, the part of the business model for ANC Bio, as I understand it, is that they would have scientists who would come and be there for a more limited period of time, let's say six months, and they might stay in a suite in the hotel that was part of the Renaissance block for that period of time rather than renting an apartment or a house. Um, and similarly, the proposed uh, conference center on the lakefront wouldn't have had enough rooms to cover all of the uh, the room demand for the conference center, and thus some of those rooms would have happened in the hotel on the Renaissance block. So these they were all mutually reinforcing. Can you describe actually what the Renaissance block looks like right now for people who haven't been to Newport and seen it? Well, basically, it's cellar holes. Uh, They acquired the property. uh, They got approval from the the relevant permit authorities to demolish the existing buildings that, frankly, weren't in good shape. Um, So uh, they were demolished, and what we're left with is... Uh, a, a city block of cellar holes with a chain link fence around it. And the city has done what it can in terms of murals and art and so forth to try to make it uh, uh, less um, unattractive. But uh, it's still a challenge in terms of it's right in the core of downtown directly across from City Hall. Right. So it's not just that, oh, there was a development planned here that's not happening. It's that there was a development planned and there was demolition and there is a city block. There's a there's a big space that is just cellar holes. And so it's it's an eyesore and a constant reminder, I would imagine, as well, of this great thing that didn't happen. What is the mood in Newport right now around this and around the possibilities that you described for how to figure out what to do with this space? Well, I think it's a mix of of uh, disappointment and hope in that clearly people are disappointed and and worried that the dream did not come to fruition. And yet on the other side is the hope that we're going to be able to to come up with a strategy that's viable. Um, and in some ways, uh, the the buildings that had been there, because they were fairly run down and were not in that regard a tremendous asset to downtown, um, having this blank slate, if you will, I think gives people the idea that there may be opportunity. That said, uh, let's face it, it's very, very challenging to do development in most of the downtowns outside of Chittenden County or the greater Chittenden County area, at least, uh, within Vermont, because we've got, you're acutely aware of all the demographic challenges that we have, the basically flat line in terms of growth and how growth is going on in in the Chittenden County area. But uh, necessarily, if we're, as a state as a whole, um, not growing, that means the other areas are declining in population. It makes it very, very hard to do development. Moreover, it costs almost as much to build something new in Newport as it does in downtown Burlington. And yet in Newport, the rent rents are half or a third of what they are in Burlington, and the numbers just don't add up. So the challenge there is is an acute one. And it's not just in Newport. I mean, you can say the same things about Bennington or Brattleboro or Springfield, any number of communities. It's very, very hard to make for a private sector developer on his own to make the numbers work. So I think inevitably, whatever we do and come up with with respect to a strategy here will almost certainly involve a public-private partnership of some sort where the the government, whether it's the city, the state, the federal, uh, various kinds of tax credit programs or what have you, will have to come together to find a package that ultimately makes it economically viable. And how sanguine are you that that can happen? 
Well, um, I should be clear that we're at the very beginning. We've only just been engaged. We haven't even had our official first kickoff meeting. We're busy setting up the uh, the steering committee with which we'll work. We're beginning to gather together prior planning documents and research documents and, and uh, uh, market analyses and so forth that have been done. And so at this stage, to be perfectly honest, I don't know what I don't know. Mm. So um, I, 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 uh, I, I'm hopeful that we will come up with strategies that will be effective but um, people shouldn't have illusions that this is somehow easy. It's not. And uh, so I think we need to assume that we're, we're looking at a longer-term process here to come up with something. But ultimately, you know, I am an optimist. I couldn't be in the business I'm in if I weren't an optimist. It's tough to do development. It's risky and challenging. And uh, I think we will probably come up with something that can be effective for the community, if not necessarily meeting everybody's dreams. When, though? In uh, 2019 or 2030? <laughs> Well, um, you know, our, uh, I think we will try to get our, this phase of our work done around the end of this year. And that will set forth the key thing will be what will be the next steps in an action plan moving forward. Um, how soon thereafter we might actually have something in. I hope it's a heck of a lot sooner than 2030, and that would be my objective. I'd really like to see something that could be under construction, let's say 2019, 2020. Will we achieve that? I don't know. It's way too early to say. All right. Well, I appreciate you telling us what you're thinking. David White is president of White & Burke, a commercial real estate brokerage development and consulting firm. And White & Burke has been hired to evaluate the construction zone in downtown Newport that was supposed to be developed with EB-5 money. David, it's a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Listeners, if there's a comment you'd like to add to this conversation, leave a note on the Vermont Edition page at vpr.net. You can also find us on Facebook or tweet us at Vermont Edition. And follow Vermont Edition in NPR One for all our latest content. Vermont Edition is produced by Rick Singeri, Sam Gill Rosen, and Meg Malone. Mary Williams directed this program. Our executive producer is Patty Daniels. And our theme music was composed by Grace Potter and the Nocturnals. I'm Jane Lindholm. Thanks for listening. <laughs>